Wait, I gotta know what kind of music you like listening because you're, you're Smashing you're, Pumpkins. Yeah, you're harsh on me liking Toto. Like, <laughs> this is like going fair. Toto, to, to, Toto yeah. and the Misfits is like, come on, make up your mind, and neither one of those are a good choice. Um, no offense to Toto. Okay, so ready? Yeah, ready. I thought that was our intro. <laughs> <laughs> we got plenty. Of That's cold. the intro. <laughs> we got plenty of cold open intro. material. Um, That's all we have. It's just all opening material. We have no content. (laughs) Welcome to the NPR Podcast. The special holiday edition. <laughs> the special holiday edition. Uh, we figured that since we are nearing... Preparing All Saints Day. All Saints Day, but also what people call All Hallows Eve, uh, which is really just the eve of All Saints Day. Uh, we All figured it Hallows would be... Eve. We figured it would be a good episode to talk about, about uh, Halloween and superstition and how Catholics... Are Catholics supposed to celebrate Halloween? In what ways should we celebrate All Hallows Eve? What's maybe a way to just like like keep Christ in this ghoulish season? Um, is that a, is that a fine phrase to use? It was an interesting choice Ghoul- of words. Ghoulish, you know. I figured it fit the oh, theme. Oh, I thought he said goulash. I thought it was going <laughs> Hungarian. <laughs> yes, this very goulash <laughs> season. So, Monsignor, like, what is? Um, what do you think, like, what, what was your experience of Halloween growing up as a kid? Like, was it more of a, was it more of just like a... It was a about candy, that, man. It was all candy. Oh, candy. It was all trick. What was your, what was one of the costumes you dressed, like your favorite, most memorable costume? Depends upon the age, but... Yeah. Darth Vader. Ooh. I was Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. With the plastic yeah. mask and the the plastic getup. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, I think you get the... I was Luke Skywalker, so I was your yeah. son. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> my friend, my best friend, he was like a foot and a half taller than me. Mm-hmm. I was Darth Vader and he was Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I've never... Personally, I've never liked being scared. I've never understood people wanting to watch scary or gory movies. I've never... I, I, I don't like being scared. I don't even like being startled. Mm-hmm. You know, if just a word to the wise, if you ever find me in a state of sleeping, don't touch me to wake me up because I will come. I will wake up swinging. <laughs> I almost punched my brother out doing that. I don't know if I just would say ever, my name and I will wake up. I don't know if I would ever come to the rectory while you were sleeping. Well, I mean, if I may, I may be, I may be, you know, tuckered out and maybe sleeping on a park bench or something. <laughs> don't, just, just say my name. <laughs> I would just be very concerned if I saw you at a Well, you should be concerned. But what I'm saying is you should be concerned for your safety. Don't touch me to wake me up. Would I say Monsignor or would I just go, John? John. uh, That would be really freaky. No one uses my first name. No. His name is John. That's how I was. Yes. That's what my mother said. Given the names that my father wanted to name me. What, What was the name? He had a couple of choices. Oh, we went over this. This yeah, was already recorded. No, 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 but I, I can't remember. <laughs> I do D'Artagnan. Oh, D'Artagnan. And yeah, Caligula. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Yeah. How can Monsignor you? Monsignor Caligula. <laughs> yeah. um, you know what that means, right? Caligula? Little shoes. Yeah, little boots. Little boots. Really? Yeah. yeah. Never knew that. Yeah, he was named that because um, when he was on camp, uh, military campaign with his father, mm-hmm. they dressed him up in like a little mini costume, like a Roman uniform. 
And so they called him Little Boots because he wore little boots. Really? Yeah. You know, I did this thing with Halloween as a kid. I don't know if you guys did it. It was when I was like a teenager was we would um, we donned like different costumes. And so and we also had like the pillowcases for the for the candy, you know. So I would be in like some very simple costume for my first round going around all the houses and whatnot. Then I would come back and don like a different costume and then like usually with a mask or whatnot. And then I would go around again and get so you're a liar candy. and a glutton is it lying though uh, like are you, who says are, you that are you intending to deceive who says that you can't? are you are you intending to deceive i'm yes you are there you go <laughs> that that is sinful you intend, intend to deceive <laughs> well here's the thing though is that like i didn't i didn't think that there were like general rules to halloween that you couldn't trick-or-treat the house twice well what why did you change your costume then? If you thought it was okay, then why didn't you just go back? Hey, that's a good point. I'm not because the they, they wouldn't have given you anything like you've been here. I'm not the only one that's done that though. Uh, oh, I've, that I've, makes no, it I've right. never done that. That makes Do you know it people right. that have I've done never that, done that. Oh, we were too lazy. Yeah, we used to go to like the rich neighborhoods because we knew like it'd be really good. We candy. just waited until like all the candy went on sale the week after. Mm-hmm. And oh, and just, just bought the whole candy. Yeah, it's like I, as a parent now. Like, if, if we do take the kids trick-or-treating or something, like, I know that, like, I'm going to be able to access the candy above the, the refrigerator if I ever I just straight-up steal my kids' candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be oh, Warhead's mine? <laughs> oh, no, Snickers. Snickers are mine. Really? You're a Snickers guy. Knows. I like oh, Snickers. Yeah. I love yeah. sour anything. Warheads for sour sure. Sour Patch Kids? Love Sour Patch Kids. Anything yeah. that makes your eyes squint? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more than they already do. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Monsignor, a good question is like, like I don't know. I think that there's definitely a lot of like dark elements to the. Well, I mean, yeah. To kind of finish the answer of what yeah. you're, I mean, for me growing up, Halloween wasn't this dark thing. It was just a kind of Playful. it was like it was like fancy dress ball type. Yeah. You just dress yeah. up. Like we had a rabbit. When I was really little, we had a rabbit costume and a clown costume, and then we played like you know, like Army Man or Darth Vader. We're yeah. just kind of different characters to go around as an excuse to get free candy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'd watch the like the Snoopy Great Pumpkin was on TV. Sure. And Great movie. And you'd have the uh, the bugs the Bugs Bunny. Oh, the Garfield. You know, Garfield. Yeah, I forgot that. Great. I don't remember yeah. the Garfield. Oh. I'm older than you guys, though. The Garfield. Well, the Garfield's old. Mm-hmm. Not to, well. I'm a big Garfield fan too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how old is Garfield's it? old. Yeah. <laughs> it was like eighty-five. Uh, okay, yeah, eighty-five. How well, old were you in eighty-five? In eighty-five, I was twelve, so I was kind of getting out of trick or treating. I wasn't one of those high schoolers that go trick or treating. Yeah, Andrew, <laughs> you were in college when you were still trick or treating, weren't you? No, I was not. No, I stopped <laughs> yeah. trick or treating when I was like a sophomore in high school, probably. Or I see. Yeah, no, I, I think I was like in eighth grade. I think I was in eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So I I stopped much earlier. I was I was in freshman year of high school. I was watching like I'd watch a horror movie and then like which but, is something we could talk about. Which but. I never understood. I never understood why people want to. Be. I never understood like going to haunted houses or trying yeah. to be scared yeah. or. Um, Granted, I never understood that either. Like I I I'm terif- I I'm definitely afraid of like anything like horror movies or like 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 aside from like the the reasoning of like you probably just like shouldn't watch those like i just don't find them enjoyable at all. right I don't, like some enjoyable. people are like i love getting scared i love getting terrified i'm like that's really weird now, I, I love like things with that make you think or a twist right that are a little bit like off like certain twilight zones are, are great yeah um 
Psycho. Albert, oh, I, I mean, love I was, Twilight Zone. I, mean, I was a big fan of Alfred Hitchcock. I mean, Psycho wasn't. It was more of. I mean, he's more of a suspense. Yeah, Deathbed Conversion. Alfred Hitchcock. Mm, really? Yeah, he actually like. Uh, he well, he was dying for weeks in his home, and uh, he ha- asked for a priest to give him a confession. And mm. the priest would say mass uh, almost every day next to his bedside. Didn't we um, mention this? That- yeah, we talked. We hit on this on another episode. Saint Alfred yeah. Hitchcock. <laughs> Uh, I always loved the, uh, the the Looney Tunes when they would oh yeah do that. It was like there was this great one with um, Sylvester thought he had eaten Tweety, <laughs> and then they had this imitation like Alfred Hitchcock. What's the matter, pussycat? <laughs> Conscience bothering you? This <laughs> kind of psychological. Yeah. I'm a huge. Thing. I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan myself. Oh, Twilight yeah. Zone's really good. That's the stuff that I really like. But just like yeah, just I don't the, know, like, like people... the gory stuff is just yeah, it's it's no. gross. Um, and, and also, some of it is kind of demonic. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without like, a doubt. And, and to actually elicit fear as the sole purpose, I, th- I think yeah. that's problematic. Not only eliciting fear, but sensationalizing it and normalizing right. it too. Right, like, normalizing it's the big like, one. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Can I can I ask like maybe ask what your family does for like Halloween stuff? Like like have you guys ever taken the kids trick or treat? Oh yeah, we do, like we, we trick or treat. Yeah, we. Yeah, we, we, we do all of the mm-hmm. usual sure. modern yeah. Halloween stuff. <clears throat> what I try and do is recapture some of the old Catholic traditions that were wrapped mm-hmm. up in it. So, Like Belschnickel? No. Well, I remind the kids, like, trick-or-treating started as um, you would knock on your neighbor's door, and in exchange for your neighbor giving you some sort of treat, you would pray for the souls that died throughout that year the previous year that may be in purgatory mm-hmm. um so we i try and remind the kids of that i was like hey everybody that gave you candy yeah let's pray for the souls who may have died in their home yeah i think i think too like there's something very harmless about trick-or-treating like oh, and, yeah. and also just fun like yeah like i loved dressing up as a kid like mm-hmm. a police officer or like a ninja or something like that you know and getting candy but like <laughs> but here's the thing Emphasis on getting candy <laughs> well yeah i mean like it's great as a kid but but the thing is that like i do have a problem with a lot of um when i see kids with trick-or-treating um that dress up as like very dark figures that are done in a comical way yeah such as like uh like um, like demons or like like little devils or whatever like like and it's made to look cute or whatnot. Right. It just it it just like it it de-emphasizes the reality of evil and the reality of like like eternal damnation especially mm-hmm. and that there are actually things that are not of this world that are seeking to to bring you down to hell. I mean, you know? if we think that you know we. Thinking some of the things that we we mentioned, right? Um, like at least yours, like you kind of dress up as things that maybe you want to be, like something yeah. that you're like looking to. Is like, well, what would be neat? What would be cool? Or like a superhero, or something like a superhero like yeah. or a policeman or things like that. Yeah. Darth you know? Vader. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, okay. Redemption. He's got a cool costume. He's got a cool the, costume. He had a redemption. Any, anything with capes. He did right? have a redemption. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Until Disney Star Wars. Well, just that doesn't everything. exist. There's only <laughs> one movie. Anyway, that, that's a whole other. <laughs> Podcast, another podcast episode in a sea of podcasts. Why Disney ruined Star Wars but, and your life? But you know, if we think that you know we're we're trying to emulate, we want to dress up as something on this particular day to go get candy. Is to emulate something mm-hmm. we want to be like it. Then you know, I think there's an appropriateness of dressing like a particular saint. Mm-hmm. Is to, I want to be like this. So there's an imita- yeah. imitative feature here mm-hmm. that we want to encourage in the children because. 
Halloween, which is all Hallow's Eve, right? It's to a vigil to celebrate, to, to prepare ourselves to celebrate all, all saints. But then all saints is followed in its octave with all souls. And then all these days for plenary indulgences for the dead. So it's, it's almost overshadowing that the idea of the dead is overshadowed, yeah. uh, overshadowing the the triumph of of all saints. Mm, yeah. Um, so we should try not to lose that by mm. focusing, I think, um, developing family traditions about imitating the saints, dressing yeah. up as saints, knowing their their stories, um, and then trying to imitate them, and then you know following the celebration of all those saints mm-hmm. to then. Remember those who have gone before. So really, the, the poor souls, yeah. and and to to pray for them. And I think that's a, a great thing is you know to pray for the souls. If you go to a trick, or, if you do go trick or treating, go to somebody's house and then remember them in your prayers yeah. and say, okay, um, you know, I'm going to pray for for them. Yeah. That's why the church, like our church, you know, and, and many churches um, are doing and have done in the past, like like the All Saints parties with the kids and whatnot. You know, I mean, I think that's a really great way to just like remind them of. Yeah, Halloween's fun and cool, but like, there's also another day that you can dress up. You have to have both days because it's yeah. one is the poor souls and one yeah. is the saints. Absolutely, and I think that like, you know, I actually don't mind some of the decor for Halloween. Like, this is the thing: Halloween for me is always kind of like a eh, you know, like like it's always kind of hit or miss because like the skeletons that you might see like like outside, like Memento Mori, well, I don't mind it. I think that's cool. But then yeah, when you right. have like when you have like like demons and witches and stuff like that right. i'm just kind of like no that's, that's the, yeah because that's that's the big problem i do have with halloween like yeah as a dad and just like trying to live a very natural christian life and whatnot like i'm gonna have my kids do halloween and trick-or-treating and you know because it's fun and whatnot mm-hmm. but i can't help but also like lament how there's something dark and sinister at work that like on the eve of all saints day when we're celebrating those that have been glorified in heaven that we have like a culture that normalizes and and uh, desensitizes us to like like evil, to dark things. You know, like witches are just something fun and cute to be. When mm-hmm. you actually realize, like that's actually not okay. Like I would never let my daughter dress up as a witch. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Does that seem yeah, like? Yeah, there, there's a subversive nature. Does that seem to too it. scrupulous? Do you think? Or like, no, I, I don't mm, think so. No, I don't. I don't think so. I forget what I was going to say about. Um, I, I think oh, the skeletons are um, like stuff like that. Things that remind you of death. Yeah, right. That's an As important mores, part yeah. of the tradition. Yeah. You know, that's where it comes so from. I, yeah. Does anybody, I'm going to posit a, I'm going to sp- a speculation here. Um, unless, you, unless one of you knows where we get the Halloween colors of orange and black. Mm, that I don't know. Liturgical with the black. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it's black for all souls. And then orange is actually uh kind of a derivation of the unbleached candles that we have to use at requiem masses and masses for the dead oh cool yeah because I, i've actually seen kind yeah. of artificially like orange huh. um yeah not 100 percent beeswax or whatever um, but if you get the unbleached beeswax they have that kind of it's not an orange it's this kind of i don't know what color it is it's, it's a weird color mm-hmm. you know i've always but wondered what i wonder if that's where it comes from is the kind of the requiem mass mm-hmm. look yeah um that, that gets associated with death and funerals and funerary yeah. things we'll look it up and put it in the show notes yeah <laughs> or if anybody knows <laughs> they can let us know i wonder like do you have a do you have any like like a quick answer as to like why we have um why we have three masses done on <laughs> on All Souls Day? Like, why it's tradition to have three masses? I don't. 
Um, it I mean, seems it's like one it's of a very ancient custom. That, yeah, it's one of the few times that um, a priest kind of from liturgical law has the, mm-hmm. the privilege of saying three masses. Yeah. So All Saints and Christmas mm-hmm. are the, I think, the two days. I don't think I don't think Easter. I think it's just All Saints and Christmas. Yeah. Um, um, but I'll, yeah, but often I was just, I, I, I was I don't just don't curious about it. We actually yeah. just recently obtained black vestments at work. And I'm like super pumped to like at actually work. use those, you know. It's weird. So yeah, at the at, mill, at, 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 <laughs> black vestments at the, the mill, and the cobbler shop. You know, we have black vestments at the brewery. So I'm wondering if we could perhaps shift focus. You know, we talked about Halloween and whatnot, but like something related to it is just like I guess superstition and um, black cats, the occult. I have, a, maybe. I have a little kitty, a black kitty that's making my yard its home now. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. yeah Hopefully he's a mouser. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to bring him in and no, domesticate no, no, him. No, 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 no. I love. I think black cats are gorgeous, but um, I like panthers. Yeah, you want to bring a panther in here? <laughs> no, I don't want any cats in my house. What did I just say? <laughs> I, I think if they're a mouser. They can they can they can stalk the perimeter. I think like this this goes back to what I was saying of how like sometimes I'm just like a little iffy with Halloween because of the 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 normalizing of occult and superstition and whatnot. Like I don't know. It seems that that like every every year every every other year it seems like there's a new thing that young people are doing that's just like problematic problematic like do you guys remember like the the what was it the charlie charlie thing do you remember oh yeah yeah there was like it was a few years ago where like students were doing some sort of like incantation with like their pen their pencil yes. and like a sheet of paper oh, at yeah, school. What was that? I don't I remember Charlie, the Charlie. details of it, but I do remember that. Yeah. But like, like Catholic news agency and them were like publishing articles from like priests and exorcists saying, "Stop yeah, doing, doing this. this! Like, like, stop doing this!" And so I don't when know. An exorcist says, "Stop." Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like <laughs> your ears should perk up. It's like, oh, okay. So, Monsignor, what would you say to those that are just like, "Oh, it's just for fun," like Ouija boards? Like they're just for fun? No, they're not. No, they're like, not. Like, what if it's just like, well, I just know I'm just like moving my hand, like. Nope, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. The, but, but why the, can't they? The, this yeah. this sort of stuff is not to be messed with because demons are real. They do have power, and they are nefarious, and they want our destruction. Mm-hmm. And they can enter in through very innocuous and seemingly innocent things. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to open ourselves up to things, right? We don't want to give right. What is a superstition? A superstition is giving a created thing. You know, attributing it to power that really only God has, mm-hmm. like such as knowing the future. Right? The future is not ours to know. God knows the future. Period. Yeah, it's, it's part of divine providence. Unless He makes you, gives you some sort of special revelation to know the future, but even that, it's usually contingent mm-hmm. because of, yeah. because of free will. Um, so to it's right. Remember, curiosity is a vice. It's mm-hmm. a sin. Studiousness is studiousness. Children is a virtue. It is. So you should be studying what you need to know. Curiosity is, is delving into things that mm-hmm. you have no right to know or should not be knowing, or especially if it uh, impedes you from proper study. So trying to use various things to know the future or or using charms and things to protect us from... It's kind of ironic, right, to try to use charms and superstitious practices to protect us from evil spirits. Mm-hmm. Well, you're... Uh, what? <laughs> it's yeah. like... That's kind of the counterproductive no it is and it seems and we, i mean we can be superstitious about this church of sacramentals right we have to be careful with that yeah. 
that you know I the scapular is not an amulet. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, protect yeah. us. It's we have to use them with faith and devotion. Yeah, um, uh, they are they're blessed and they we can acquire actual grace from them. Mm-hmm. But we have to use them. They not yeah. They're not amulets in that sense. They're not magic. So that's exactly what I wanted to. That I was thinking about that um, before you even mentioned sacramentals. I'm wondering if it, it would be helpful to just kind of talk about that a little bit more because we do have certain sacramentals that that. It's said that they, that um, by virtue of the person's faith wearing them, like let's say like a, a Saint Benedict medal or whatnot, that it actually wards off evil or assaults of the evil one. Like, well, I mean, like how do we? How do we? Well, first of all, I mean, there, the, there's when we're talking about sacramentals, what's important is to notice what the words of the blessing are, right? So the church is empowering; it's actually blessing that object to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So the Catholic theology holds that. Um, material things can communicate invisible grace. I mean, this, the whole sacramental system, mm-hmm. sacramentals, little s, um, do that vis-a-vis actual grace. So the sacraments give, by their working, sanctifying grace. And they also give a grace peculiar to that sacrament. But then sacramentals are based on what the church says she's doing with those things. And the efficacy are not by the working of that particular thing, but by the faith and devotion of the person mm-hmm. who who tries to use the object, mm-hmm. so yes, a medal, you know, cast with the the say in the either a miraculous medal or a Saint Saint Benedict scapular, or something like that. Uh, right? So they they have a certain blessing that's used appropriately, you know, which is oftentimes actually in the blessing itself. If you use these things with faith and devotion and trust in God and a prayer for life and a sacramental life, it's it's in it has to be used in context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. then you get actual graces through these things. Yeah, yeah. But to use these things without a sacramental life, without faith and devotion, then you're treating it in a superstitious manner and a magic manner. Now, does that mean that God can't work? God, Of course God can work. He, he gives actual graces all the time. Yeah. I mean, if, it, if he didn't, none of us would repent and we would all be kind of in trouble <laughs> because he gives that grace of repentance. Now, can he work through material things? Of course he can. Does he like to? Yes, he does. It's it's part of his the way he's uh, the hierarchy of creation yeah. and and the things that he's given the church to do. So, but we must look at the sacramentals in context of our sacramental Catholic life. Yeah, I think that's great that you just like emphasize the fact that like it has to be worn or used in faith because it's the difference of like putting like a rabbit's tail over your car and thinking like this specific thing this thing in itself is going to ward off no 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 evil or or give me good luck or whatever you know italian roasted red pepper yes right (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yeah yeah. um i'm wondering though like it does seem that that sacramentals in particular are really good um weapon against the enemy though because oh yeah because like there's a reason why why they're in our armory and i I often tell people it's like use all god is so generous and gracious he gives us all these tools by which we can save our souls but more than that sanctify ourselves so you know have a life of prayer have a sacramental life Mm -hmm. you know go to confession regularly no more than every six weeks um go to mass as often as you can receive Mm -hmm. communion as often as, as you're disposed you know, have devotion to a rosary. Have a quality rosary that's that's beautiful and blessed. You know, um, be enrolled in the brown scapular and wear the scapular devoutly. Kiss it yeah. frequently, making uh, you know acts of, of love to Our Lady. 
Um, have holy water in your home. Parents, you should be blessing your children. You have dominion over your children. I do every so, night. So bless them, make the sign of the cross on their forehead, use yep. holy water. That's that's a great, great thing. Yep. Um, you know, and have all, there's so many sacramentals. I mean, um, I'm honestly a little disappointed with with uh, some of the turnout I've had with the sacramentals I've offered here. Hmm. We still have some that are very popular because we've had, you know, like the St. Raymond Donatus water that I blessed in yeah. August on his feast. That's pretty popular because we've had actually miraculous things yeah. working through that water. Like really miraculous things. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a family whose child in utero was made not completely whole, but... Wasn't like his organs? Yeah. Of, like, yeah. <laughs> like his his like lungs were up by his clavicle yeah. and things were out of place. Oh. And after the novena and the use of the holy water, because yeah. they used it in faith yeah. and in a sacramental and Catholic context... The doctor said, I don't know what happened, but we don't need to do yeah. that. Wow. That, that was I, you know, and I remember, too, just on a personal note, when uh, several years ago when my wife was sick, it was before we were married, you had come to uh, give her communion and whatnot, and you also, uh, you anointed her, and you had, like, it was, we were really worried about her, like, dying, and and you had given, blessed her with the Raymond Nonatus water. And I remember that it was, like, after that day, she was getting, like, exponentially better. And but also, I apologize. I remember you saying, if you do end up getting better, you should name your first child Raymond, your first son Raymond. Well, we have a first son. We named him Lewis. So you know, uh, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> yeah, you. But there yeah. is like there is like truly a a super because of the people in the parish who've used that water, they've named their child. Raymond. <laughs> so they will continue to be blessed by Saint Raymond and not. We have a caste system in the parish. Where <laughs> You know, um, uh, but I mean, there's you know, there's other sacramentals. I mean, uh, all sorts of you know, blessed herbs and, and, and palms. I, well, I do that. That's that blessed is, uh, wine. Saint John's Day, blessed wine. Yeah. Um, Saint uh, Peter Martyr, the mm-hmm. blessed palms. I actually have palms in the church on the organ, yeah. So it doesn't wow. get struck by lightning again, <laughs> um, and in the sacristy, so that yeah. doesn't catch on fire yeah, yeah. Uh, because I've seen my servers use a thurible you know but so. explain explain to our listeners too like how how that's not superstitious like like people might look at that and be like oh that's superstitious you're just putting the palm branches on but you're really not it's not superstitious because you're doing it with with faith right that, i i like, know that it is and it's invoking the intercession right, of someone right it's god doing it via the intercession and it's it's a sign of faith that you know the church has said if you do these things, if you follow, and obviously in context of living a sacramental life, the, the, the faith of the person using it, it, so I'm putting it up and, you know, I'm trusting it, right? It's like, okay, you've, you've promised me, and once it's, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting, it's, it's an act of, I'm making it an act of faith. I'm not getting, it's like, you know, I've had kind of an increase of people asking me to come, like, oh, I need this exercise, I need all these things blessed. And I can tell that they're doing it like this out of fear that they think that these things are going to save them. I'm like, what, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, this, this is not how this works. Well, and that's why I think in general that like um, when we, a, a lot of modern scholars or like historical critical thinkers or whatnot, they'll like look down on this as like, like look how pietistic people are being, or or look at this like superstitious society or whatnot. I'm not I'm not talking about those people that do it out of fear. I'm talking about you know, someone like you who puts like the palms on right. the, No, it's like it's like this is actually like this is from the salt of the earth. This is this is what 
people are doing well it's it's out it's of taking and devotion like, it's like, taking god and god at his word that yes. he's given the church who can neither this, deceive nor be deceived right and he's yeah. given the church this power and jurisdiction and she's said given us these things i bless these things in the name of the church and if you use them mm-hmm. these are the yeah. uh, effects that can happen if you yeah. use it in faith and so i have confidence you know it's mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's you said. And you know what? You know, it's it's very similar. You know, yeah. you two who are married, you know, you got the sacrament of marriage, mm-hmm. right? So you have at your disposal the the graces to live that sacrament as God sees fit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can actually go to God and say, "You promised, give me the grace to be a good husband." Mm-hmm. Right? God yeah. has di- has tied Himself to that. So in a similar way, in an analogous way, the same thing with the sacramentals. Mm-hmm. Like if you use this in faith and devotion, you know, and how many times we look at the gospels where somebody's asked coming up to our Lord and asking for some sort of miracle or heal my son, heal my daughter, heal my servant, you know, you know, cast out this demon or whatever. What's the main thing? You have little faith. Yeah. Unless you see signs and wonders, you don't believe. Yeah. If we have faith, so it, this is these are actually to increase our faith, not to supplant our faith. Yeah. Superstitious things supplant our faith. And we have we have evidence in the scriptures too of superstition. Yeah. Like, um, oh no, I can't remember the was it? I forget what king was it. David going into battle and they found no, it was maybe the Maccabees, the ones with the amulets around their neck. Oh, it was the Maccabees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were acting superstitious mm-hmm. and they died. Um, but also you have Saul, right, forbidding witches in the kingdom. Yeah. But then when he's in a moment of of whether he's going to be able to beat David or whatever, he goes and summons, he goes to the witch of Endor and summons Samuel from the dead. Not the Ewok of Endor. No, 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 but, you know, (laughs) but, you know, that just shows Lucas isn't that creative. No. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, sorry. (laughs) A bit snarky. (laughs) But but he goes to the witch of Endor and she summons up Samuel, right? Which shows, A, this stuff isn't to be messed with, it's real. Mm -hmm. And B, when Samuel shows up, He's like, because you've done this, what you shouldn't be doing, now you're going to lose the kingdom for certain. Yeah. And in all, in all reality, the devil and his minions have their own armory. We're talking about Ouija right. boards. We're talking about mm. palm reading. We're talking about tarot cards. We're talking about what Charlie Charlie. Tea leaf whatever. reading. Right. Tea leaf. Like, all, like uh, uh, astrology. Right. Horoscopes. We're right. talking about all this stuff, okay? All this stuff. That's their armory. Well, like, I mean, like, I think, would, too, right, right, when Moses goes to the Pharaoh's court, Mm-hmm. And Moses takes down his staff given to him by God, and he throws it down, turns into yeah. a snake. And Pharaoh's magicians are able to duplicate that. Yeah, yeah. Now the one great thing is Moses's staff eats the other snakes. Yes. <laughs> so it shows that my God is more powerful, yeah. and that's in one sense that's the whole point of those ten plagues. If you've ever wondered why there are those plagues, is because the Egyptians had gods that corresponded <laughs> yes, to those things: absolutely. locusts, frogs, what have you, all the way down to. Pharaoh being a divinity, mm-hmm. oh really? I'm going to kill your son. Amon Ray, I think, was right. The, was the right. Egyptian? So it, I mean, that is a great. I mean, the, one of the most foundational things mm-hmm. um, in our religion, uh, the Passover and and the plagues and the whole Mosaic covenant and all that, which is so figurative of Christ coming, is against these superstitions, these false god and this misplaced faith, misplaced trust. In things, right? Do not put your trust in princes um, or or things of the world. W- would you say then we should not fear 
those things should we not fear that armory that the devil and the demons have i, I don't think we should I, th- I think like... you should treat it like the sea yeah respect mm. the sea right because the sea is powerful mm-hmm. but it also can't go beyond its bounds yeah and also right? so god has mm. set bounds to the sea if you go in and you mess with the sea it will kill you yeah but if you respect it you can sail on it you can you can use it as long as you understand what its power is I think the same way. It's like, give the devil his due. He's a very smart, he's a very powerful entity, but he's not God. Mm-hmm. And he, he can't hurt us. The, the, the way he hurts us, and this is the, the big thing, is the way the devil hurts us most is by getting us to sin, by tempting us. Yeah. We do our own damage. Yeah. He, can't, he can't make us sin. You know, all these other things, as, as difficult and horrific as they can yeah. be or as scary as they can be, um, as long as we are on our Lord's side, we have nothing to fear. I think there's a, I think there's a healthy, there is like a healthy fear in the sense of like, um, I'm afraid that because I know that this stuff could drag me to hell and I don't want right. to go to hell. Mm-hmm. That's like a healthier fear. Yeah. But also you don't want the fear to be debilitating where, where yeah, you, don't be paralyzed you start living by the fear. scrupulously, you start living a superstitious faith. Okay. Now, like I, I, I've uh, wondered, like, say somebody says, I'm going to put a hex on you. Sure. And I'm going to curse you. My initial response would be like, well, my God's more powerful. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't. Let me I, would, use, I, would, I, mean, I would say, you know, make the sign of the yeah, cross. If they yeah. say that. It's like, that, that's let, not Let me a, use an, an example threat. from like a story in, in my life where. Because you you're know, both Italian. So this is a serious thing for <laughs> yeah. you, too. We talked, we talked about. <laughs> Italian mother in law. Yeah. <laughs> Before the show, we talked about how one of, one of the things I had to do for work was to get a priest to bless a specific area mm-hmm. of a residence hall because there was a Ouija board in there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I came home that night, I had, I had the sense that was like, I really should bless my house and bless myself and mm-hmm. bless my kids because, because, you know, demon goes out of a house, you know, like we talked about, like our Lord talking about the demon right. goes out of a soul. And then, you know, like, like, and it wasn't super superstitious. They don't like to lose. Yeah. It's not superstitious because, mm-hmm. because I know that, that, by virtue of my faith, I know that the sacramental of holy water is powerful and effective. And also, I know that, use, use a natural example. If someone is going into a, a hot zone, a, like a chemical hot zone or whatnot, and they're wearing a hazmat suit, what's the first thing they do when they get out of the hot zone and they take off their suit? They wash their hands. They, they, they wash their right. whole body. They, yeah. they, they shower. They, they, take, they, they make sure they're, they're washed and clean so that there's no, like, like chemicals that and have residue, and yeah, that's, that's exactly what I did when I went home. I, I I blessed my whole house. I blessed my kids that were sleeping. I blessed mm-hmm. my wife. I blessed myself. And I, but then after that, I wasn't superstitious. I was like, you know what? Because our God's greater. God always wins, and right. like, like I'm not afraid of this. You know. So I would say, like, to your question, there's a great quote from C.S. Lewis. He says, "It's a sin to know. It's a sin to know the devil too much." And it's a sin to know the devil too little. Mm. You know, yeah. a lot of times it's definitely a sin when we just neglect the existence of evil and neglect the existence of, of like, he, like yeah. evil forces that want to drag us to yeah. hell. But also there's something sinful about the scrupulosity where we're like almost obsessed with the occult and we're obsessed with like exorcism and, and we're accepts, uh, obsessed with like, like the, the strange, the paranormal, fantastic th- the fantastic and, yeah. things, you know, like, like think about this way, John Vianney, he woke up in the middle of the night to like the sound of just like thrashing and crazy stuff happening 
downstairs of his rectory in ours, okay? Like, like sounded like pots were being thrown around, pans and furniture being thrown about. And he goes downstairs and he sees Satan himself just like throwing stuff around to, to trying to mess with John Vianney to get him afraid and whatnot. And John Vianney just says, oh, it's just you. And he walked upstairs and went back to bed. And to the know? being that is basically pride incarnate, as it yeah. were. Yeah, that was like the best thing you like could say death, to him. It was like, talk was like, about sticking the knife. That was and, like a death Oh, it's just you. And I feel like that's the reaction that Catholics in general should have with when they're faced with, um, with, faced with evil or even just like, just temptation, temptation to sin. Yeah. Oh, it's you. Like, oh, oh I, it's just you. I smelt the sulfur. Whatever. It's just you. Whatever. I'm not even going to give you my time of day with right. that. You know? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, the other one, the other John Vianney story I heard of or, or came across in a biography was he was in the confessional as as he was wont to do. 20 hours ago. Yeah, and somebody came in and said, Father, Father, the rectory's on fire. And he, he put his head outside and he said, oh, that's just old scratch. Don't worry. Don't pay any oh attention. Oh, my God. <laughs> he went back here in confessions. <laughs> that's wild. I think, like, like, in his room, his bedroom, like, he had, I think, a, a relic of Philomena, who, who, to oh, whom wow. he attributed all everything. of his good works. Yeah, everything. his miracles and all his good work to her. Like, everything, like, in his bedroom was, like, scorched except his dresser where that yeah. relic was. Whoa. He couldn't approach that. Yeah. Um, so, and I've heard, you know, I, I know personally uh, an exorcist or two, and, you know, this is kind of come up in kind of practical um, recommendations to people. You have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about if you're living a good Catholic sacramental life. Mm. Say your prayers, stay in the state of grace, go to confession, go to mass, have devotion to Our Lady in the Rosary, you know, fulfill your, your daily mm-hmm. duties, and you have nothing yeah. to fear. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a really good, horrifying thing to listen to on on All Hallows Eve... There's a great talk from Father Chad uh, Ripperger or Ripperger. Ripperger. Soft G. On the reality of hell and also like like what your five senses undergo if when you like are damned. I it's, gave that homily. Remember that one? No, I don't remember that one. Yeah, you don't remember anything I said. <laughs> <laughs> or you're not there. <laughs> it's it's just it's terrifying. Like it'll scare the hell out of you. Yeah. Like, or into you. Like literally. <clears throat> yeah. When did yeah. you give that sermon? I think it was one of the advent when I was doing the four last things. Mm. It was an Advent. I did that maybe the second year. I don't know if it was the first year I was here at St. Stan's. Maybe the second year. St. Stan's or St. Pat's? No, it was at St. Stan's. Mm. I did the four last things. It may have been 2015, so it's been a while. Mm. I did the four last things of you know uh, death, judgment, heaven, hell. Mm. And in hell, I remember going through kind of the senses and how bad hell smells. Or tastes. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, but pray, hope, and don't worry. Padre Pio. The, uh, the key about Halloween, All Hallows Eve, is as preparation for all saints. And, um, you know, to remember at all saints, it's, it's, in one sense, it's the feast of the end of the creed, right, where we profess faith in the communion of saints and that we're, we're rejoicing over all those whom we don't know, right, with not everybody's in the, uh, in the canon of canonized saints or in the martyrology where the vast multitude, right? The vast multitude um, of triumphants to to praise them and and to thank God for them because it's God who does the good through them, mm-hmm. and that we also hope to be numbered amongst them. So we rely on not only their sharing their merits with us, but their intercession for us that we might be numbered amongst them as the saints go marching in, as it were. And then in that, we're the the follow up of all saints, all souls 
and the opportunity for plenary indulgence next week um, is, is very important, is to remember those poor souls who are destined for heaven to speed them on their way. Because if, as a priest friend told me, he says, if it's my prayer that is the one that gets them out of purgatory into heaven, then I've got a really good friend in heaven. Yeah. And yeah. those are good friends to have. Something I would recommend to our listeners is just like every time you drive by a cemetery, just make the right. sign of the cross and maybe say like eternal rest granted them, O Lord. I started doing that maybe a year ago and it's been very um, it's been very enriching for me because like like I know that like what I'm doing is is a good work for those it's poor work souls of, that are in it's that a spiritual cemetery. work of mercy. Yeah, it is a spiritual work. And then also like you just said with that priest, like I know that like my prayers are assisting them and that they're gonna assist me in a more powerful way right. in heaven, you know. So yeah. And you need all the prayers you can get. Is, is part of that indulgence visiting a cemetery? On, uh, yeah, so time? the yeah, so that's the the main part of it. Okay. So to go and to be in a cemetery uh, and pray for the dead. <clears throat> Does um, it have to be a Catholic cemetery, or can it just be a cemetery? It's always preferable to be a, a Catholic cemetery. Yeah. I think I'm not sure that it actually specifies. It might be assumed. Yeah. Um, but you also also have to observe the other requirements. So you have to have confession 21 days before or after. You need to go to communion. The day of. The day of, of, oh, of the indulgence. Oh, is it the day of? Because I also heard yeah. it could be 21 days no, before no, no. after. Uh, plenary indulgence is... is yeah. Unless, oh, it's, unless, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. unless it states otherwise, yeah, you have to um, receive communion that day, um, prayers for the intentions of the Holy Father, and then whatever the indulgence act is, which is to go to the cemetery and to say some prayer for the dead. Mm. You don't even have to get out of your car, and it doesn't have to be anything more than, you know, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. Um, but that's that's what it is. So hopefully Great. everybody will make it to the cemetery next week. Yeah, absolutely. Not to be buried, but to be... Well, you know. well I think this episode is going to be released on the 30th. Yeah. So uh, you would say tomorrow, right? No. Visit the cemetery tomorrow? No. Next oh, week. It starts the second. It's, it's the octave. So it's, it's act- not on All Hallows no, it's, Day. it's no. That's it's that's all the Saints. Eve of All Saints Day, uh, and then you have All Saints right. Day on the first, and then you have All Souls Day. But it's the octave, so you could. I think you, so can you have start, the whole week to do it, right? So you, okay. it's it's the first through the eighth, mm-hmm. so you actually have that's nine days. Okay, yeah. So the first through the eighth, I think it's octave inclusive of the feast. I think like Catholic families that want to celebrate like Halloween in terms of just like like trick or treating and whatnot, like use it as like a fun festive day to like get you prepped for that month of praying for the poor souls you know i mean because november is dedicated to the poor souls it's a good devotion to to have and and that's one of the beauties of like the traditional calendar that we celebrate at our parish is just Mm -hmm. like 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 important feasts don't just have one day and that's it you know like we actually have like like tons of octaves or or like the pre-lenten season or whatnot like like can maybe take halloween as like a day of like okay this is fun and whatnot and kids are gonna dress up but like also like direct them towards the reality of like praying for our deceased relatives and your friends' deceased relatives and whatnot, you know. The people um, who give you candy. Have either of you seen Coco, the Disney movie? No, I have no I idea. What you that meant is. like talking ape or something. No, no, no. It's it's the one of like the Hispanic family and like like the Dias Morte kind of stuff. I heard it was actually really good, uh, but I just wanted to ask you guys if you've seen it before. No, but I'm fascinated with those traditions. Yeah, I think they're really interesting. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, we should use as the theme music is the uh, dance macabre. Yes. Is there actually music that? Yeah. They have yeah. For have the you ever dance seen macabre? the cartoon? Oh, of yeah. it? on you, like it's a very old cartoon animated thing with the dance I forget macabre. Who, what the composer was? 
the right I mean, I know what I, know. It, I know what it is, but I didn't know we had oh, yeah. still had music for it. It's just a oh, there's also that other one. Um, Mahler wrote something, mm-hmm. the Teutonkopf. That's what that is. That's yeah, it's really it's kind of spooky. You could use that too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the dance macabre. Uh, Who did that? Saint Cien. Saint Saint. Saint Saint. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, the dance macabre used to be in cemeteries, right? Wasn't yeah, that I think the so. bring back that tradition? Huh. <laughs> no, I don't like dancing. <laughs> it's not the cemetery that <laughs> throws you. It's no, the dancing. it's the dancing. <laughs> Grave robbing? Nope. Yeah. Well, okay. Close this out, Andrew. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening to NPR. And uh, if you do have an idea of a topic or if you're interested in something that you would like for us to discuss uh, other than like a question for us to answer, uh, please email uh, us and we will uh, see you next time. Or talk to you next time. You'll hear us next time. You'll hear us next time. Perfect.